Hello, beautiful souls and limitless beings. Welcome to the Shamanic Soul Sisters with your host, Maria Jingris and Samantha Shea, where the discussions are multidimensional, courageously imperfect, and dynamically empowered with wisdom, compassion, humor, healing, and love. Now, here are Maria and Samantha. Hey, 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 beautiful beings of light. Maria from Branches of Vibrational Healing. Thank you for joining our eighth podcast of Shamanic Solstice Stars. Woohoo! Episode eight. I am so excited because we are all infinite, limitless people. I am Samantha, and we are so, so happy that you're tuning in today. We have a great show. Yes, we do. We'll be building off of our previous week's episode of grief and how that gets trapped within the body. We're going to touch on a couple of the chakra centers and dive a little bit deeper on really just how the energy that we can't see manifests into the physical reality that we create. So on that note, we're going to start with a very brief, um, we usually call this like a body scan kind of exercise. So I invite you now to close your eyes, if safe to do so, and just start by taking some nice, deep cleansing breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth. And again, in through the nose, breathing intentionally. Just allowing yourself to release. While you're doing this, I encourage you to ask your body where you're holding on to tension or stress. And just allow your body to guide you to the different areas where your muscles might feel tense or constricted, what thoughts are coming up for you, what emotions are you feeling inside. This is just an easy way to connect with your body and to do a gentle scan of the energies that are inside. Just allow your body to speak. It's always talking to us, but we, the human, are very busy. We're busy, busy, busy. And so we often don't hear those subtle signals and signs that our body is giving us until those subtle signs become a lot louder. So this is something simple that you can practice every day, perhaps upon waking up when you're still in that half awake, half asleep state. You're a little bit more open to receiving that intuitive information. Just allow your body to speak because it is very, very intelligent. The reason why we really wanted to 
bringing this exercise to the forefront for our listeners and for anyone else that is kind of struggling with connecting with their body. Because Maria and I have learned that one of the greatest things that Western medicine and our healthcare system is quote unquote lacking is the energy component. Now, wherever you just felt sensations or felt discomfort or tingling or you had an emotion come up or a memory, there's a lot of wisdom there. And that is where healing yourself begins. So we're just going to briefly go over the different energy centers because wherever you just felt something, take note of that, maybe write it down. Let's say it was your right shoulder, right? I'm just going to go through the different chakras, which are energy centers, just the seven main ones, and give you a brief knowing of where you're, you're holding energy based on that sensation and how it relates to which chakra. So our root chakra, which is the first one, it's at the base of our spine, and it's like a little red ball. Um, well, it's said that it's a red ball. You can't actually see it. But this root chakra, the, the um, body parts that it affects is the lower back, your sciatic nerve, if you have any varicose veins, so in your legs, any rectal, rectal difficulties. It also brings forth tumors and cancer outbreaks throughout the body because our root chakra is all about um, fear and grounding and how we see ourselves in the world. So if you have any tension there, just take note that that's your root chakra. Now with our sacral chakra, this area is like around our hips, our groin, our pelvis, right below our belly button. This is our sexual glands and our organs, so our reproductive system. It's the lower intestines, the lower half of our vertebrae, our pelvis, appendix, and bladder. This area holds our creativity, our emotions. It also is the developmental stage when we're young of what's mine. So if you have any tension there in those areas, just make note. Then our solar plexus, that is right above our belly button, but also part of our belly button. It's our whole abdomen. This is our upper intestines, our gallbladder, liver, kidneys, pancreas, adrenal glands, spleen, and the spinal areas right before it gets to like your ribs. So that whole area is your solar plexus. This is our powerhouse. This is our confidence area where we hold a lot of self-worth. And it's really our center of like judgment as well. So the fourth chakra is our heart chakra, which not anatomically where our heart is, but in the center where our ribs come together and in where our lungs are. It's also, so all of our ribs, our breasts, the diaphragm, esophagus, and it also controls our circulatory system, which moves through our whole body. So it's the whole blood and then um, the respiratory system. So take note if you have any anxiety or pressure in your chest or in your shoulders, because that is being affected by your heart chakra. So your heart chakra is talking to you. Now, when it comes to your fifth chakra, which is your throat, which is your neck, it's also that little like triangle at the base of your neck. Um, 
So it's your thyroid, trachea, esophagus, your vertebrae that goes right up into your um, the, the base of your skull. It's your throat, your mouth, teeth, gums, and jaw. This chakra is, houses our speaking our truth, how we digest what's coming in and how we want to share our voice with the world. The sixth chakra, which is behind our eyes, it's our um, penile gland, our third eye. It holds our pituitary glands, our nose, eyes, ears, and our brain. This is the main center for learning and how we are cognitively taking information in and perceiving it. So if you have any tension around, like, let's say, your cheeks or around your eyes, it's all your third eye and also your throat being affected. Now, our crown chakra is literally the top of our head as if you put a crown on your head. (laughs) This center controls our nervous system, which we have three main parts we'll talk about after. It also controls our muscular skeletal system, which is pretty powerful, and our skin. So when we are shutting off our crown chakra, which is just that endless source of information that is not coming from the external, but yet it's coming from just like pure love and light. When we are shutting that off, we are also shutting off our body responding to what feels safe and loving. So just in your next days coming forth, take note of where you're feeling discomfort, or if you're having a headache, like what chakra does that relate to, right? Like where is the headache? If you're having, you know, um, pains in your finger, right? Like, is it your fingers cold? Cause that's your circulatory system or is you have cramping? Cause that's your crown chakra. That's the musculoskeletal. So just start to take note because this is how you start to heal energetically. Beautiful beautiful overview. And I feel it's a good time to mention on our website, on our FAQs page, I did do a rundown of the different energy centers, the chakras and how they relate to the physical body. Um, Because a lot of people obviously come to us for energy healing and they don't necessarily have an understanding or understanding of what that even means. So I'm going to go a little bit into that right now. Um, So first and foremost, the only reason I self-identify as a healer is because I have healed my own physical and mental and emotional disturbances, right? I'm constantly healing them, not fully healed. But I don't perceive myself as somebody that heals anybody else. And I'm very transparent with clients when they come to me because there is a, we'll say, expectation and misconception that when people come for energy healing, that we're just going to remove all of this quote unquote bad stuff, right? And there is an aspect of that that plays into it. But really, I, I, I more or less resonate more with being an energy shifter than an energy healer, because I feel like that's what I'm doing when I'm working in people's bodies psychically and energetically is that I am first becoming aware of what they're unaware of. I'm becoming aware of what their body is holding onto, the energies, the thoughts, the emotions, the patterns, the traumas, 
that have become so quote unquote normal to the human, they don't even realize that that that's what they're actually operating off of. So when I connect with these these aspects, I'm shown in the body what organs, what body parts are affected by these quote unquote trapped energies. And so when I'm doing healing on people, I'm allowing them to, you know, rest, relax in a very comfortable space, a comfortable position for them and and really ask them to kind of surrender any expectations and just allow themselves to be open to receiving. And then when I'm done with the healing aspect, I come out and I give them all of the messages that have come through, which again is just bringing awareness to them. And so it's, I'm basically shifting these energies around so I can kind of go in and be that x-ray machine, essentially. That's what I'm doing. I'm being the x-ray machine to go, oh, we've got some stuck grief here. We've got some shame stuck here. We've got some sexual trauma stuck here, right? All the different things that I'm shown psychically. And then by bringing it to the client's awareness, now they have a a inner standing of, oh my God, what's causing some, some symptoms, right? Some pain, some, some stress. And so then spirit always gives Sam and I tools for the client that they can then go use to work on healing themselves. And really it's just a matter of becoming more aware. It's, it's, it's broadening our awareness of how energy is what drives the physicality. We are so stuck in the physical world because that's what we know and that's what we've been programmed to know. And right down to in nursing school and medical school, like Sam was saying, there's no there's no talk about energy, which is absolutely flooring to me when I start to realize that everything's energy and we don't ever talk about that. We talk about all the physicality, but where do you think the physicality came from? It came from the energy that's driving it. And so- this kind of goes into um, epigenetics, which is something, it, it's a it's a scientific study. Um, two great people I highly recommend um, looking into is Dr. Bruce Lipton and Dr. Joe Dispenza because they really get into the weeds and the depths of what epigenetics is, but on a very small scale. It's essentially how our beliefs, just like how Sam and I have talked in other podcast about how our beliefs create our reality. Well, our beliefs also shift and change and create our genes, our genetic makeup. And that is so not what we're taught in mainstream. We are taught that we are, we come in with the genes we come in with and suck it up if we have shitty genes, basically. And epigenetics goes beyond that because epi means actually above or outside of. So it's basically understanding that consciousness, which is just energy, which is outside of what we can physically see, touch, taste, feel, is what's actually driving the physical manifestation of things. So epigenetics recognizes that sort of quantum perspective that our beliefs are absolutely playing a role on our genes. And that's why we live in this sort of very limited matrix that has programmed us to believe certain things. Because when we believe those things and when our beliefs are rooted in fear or low vibrations, that's what we keep creating. And it's like how I have said before, my body kept creating disease because I had adopted the belief that I was always sick. So then I was always sick and I kept feeding that that belief. And then 
before you know it, everybody in your surrounding is also feeding that. And it's not done in, in ill intention, right? It's, it's because this is what we're actually seeing in the physical. So then it becomes our belief when the irony is, is our beliefs create the physical, but we kind of have it a little bit inverted in this beautiful matrix of life. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's interesting. We're not, we're not accustomed to think that thoughts are things in the medical community and we negate that emotion literally means energy in motion, right? That's literally what it means. And with our energy systems, with energy healing, it is a, we were talking about this prior, but it's literally like a complement to whatever other type of medicine or tool you're using in order to help whatever is going on in your body. A lot of people come to us like as a lot last resort, like, well, I don't know what else to do. Like, I'm not getting any answers from the doctors. Like, so heal me. It's like, that's no, that's, that's not how it works, people. Like, and I, I'm just going to throw this out there that um, last year when right after or before and after I was going to have the surgery for the cancer, I was like, I need something to supplement this. And I reached out to a couple of people I trusted that are Reiki practitioners. And I'm not one that I really let a lot of people into my energy field just because I'm so aware of it. But I knew that my body needed more love, more support while I'm internally dealing with it. I was having these be three beautiful practitioners work on me at the same time and with a focus of that area, right? And it really, I know that they weren't healing me, but you know what? They sure were sending me a lot of love and support from all of the years of lack that I didn't show myself. And I'm just going to go right into it. So that it was, the cancer is in my solar plexus region, which holds our confidence, our self-worth, um, judgment, but also it's like our quote unquote power, right? Or our empowerment, and I had spent years and years and years judging myself based on how I thought I should be to fit in. Then I was in a service of giving, 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 and thinking that I would feel more self-acceptance the more I gave my energy to help other people, especially in nursing, that I eventually started getting very, very sick. I had a lot of ulcers that the doctors were like, oh, here's protonics. Here's, here's this. And it's like, that's not getting to the root. It's masking it. And eventually I ended up getting cancer. So the fears came to the surface and the fear was the fear of loving myself, the fear of knowing my self-worth, the fear of sharing myself emotionally with others and the fear of allowing people to do energy work basically on me, the fear of allowing close vulnerable relationships. I lived in a, in a mindset that if I just give all my effort and energy to other people, I'll, I'll feel better about me. Well, that only lasts for so long people. It really, really kills you <laughs> on the inside. Yeah. We burn out. Um, Hardcore, which I call, I ended up calling compassion fatigue because I 
didn't even know. I didn't even know what compassion was until I started to show it to myself. So I realized the cancer came, the ulcers came, all my digestive problems came because of my closed down solar plexus. It was all in that region. And that's when I was like, what does this mean? Right? So I had to go in and connect with me, connect with my emotions and connect most importantly with the belief of myself that is around lack of self-worth, lack of having healthy relationships, lack of being able to fill my body with nutritious foods, like so much lack. And that brought me down a rabbit hole of all of the other chakras. So when we're doing energy healing or energy shifting, I, I, I like to call it alchemy, because what we're doing is we're bringing the, the stuck energy, which is emotions, thoughts, beliefs, patterns of behavior. We're bringing it to the surface and we're showing it love. Like that's what we're doing. We're not, we're not, we don't have an intent to heal it. We can, only we can heal ourselves. No one else can heal us. And if you don't believe that, just check in with how many medications you're on or everybody else around you. There's nothing wrong with medications, but they are a tool, right? To get by. But if it's not, if you're on a medication for a really long time, you're not curing anything. You're actually just putting a Band-Aid and now whatever you're putting a Band-Aid is causing more inflammation in your body in other areas because you're not getting to the root of the problem. And I learned that when I went to go take the protonics, I was like, I don't want to be on this shit forever. Not, it helped me release pain, right? But I was like, something, I know that I've been doing a disservice to myself. So like, until I change that habit... <laughs> This protonics is just going to mask it. And as soon as I stop taking the protonics, the ulcer is going to come back. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and it, it seems like such a, like a duh, but when you're in it you, and the doctors in healthcare are not telling you to look at the energy component, which is emotions, thoughts, and lifestyle, you, you don't know to pay attention to that part. Right. And so when I looked up actually the, the pharmacokinetics and pharmacology of um, protonics and other meds that are used for GERD, which is gastric reflux, all digestion issues, it literally just masks that area where there is thin, like thinning of the lining of the intestines or the stomach. And then everywhere else just gets inflamed. So your body is still trying to heal, but you have something that's actually blocking it from healing. And that's when I was like, huh. So if I'm on this long term, I'm going to have more problems. So I, that's when I realized healthcare is missing a whole component, which is the, the compassion part of energy. And that's where the epigenetics comes in because epigenetics, like Maria said, it's outside of ourselves. And I'm going to briefly touch upon all of our energy centers are attached to what's called the vagus nerve. When I mentioned the crown chakra, I was like, whoa, because the crown chakra is our nervous system, which is part of our vagus nerve. Our nervous system and our vagus nerve determine if we feel safe or if we don't. Our vagus nerve runs in our brain 
all the way down to the base of our spine. And guess where it really branches out? Right in our solar plexus, our (laughs) confident center, our belly. That's why you might hear all these things about um, microbiome and our gut health. That's great. You can do all this stuff to relieve, um, you know, imbalances in there. But if you're not connecting with the emotion, you're not connecting with your na- your um, vagus nerve, then it's 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 another band aid. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. But there, that's a complementary, or we we call like an alternative supplemental, right? Like modality for to really tap into your true healing ways. So with our vagus nerve, it affects our fight or flight. It affects our, um, yes, our safety and unsafety, but our digestive system, our sleep-wake cycle. It affects our heart rate, our blood pressure. It affects our thyroid, our immune system. And it's very interesting because up until we're seven years old, and this is something that Bruce Lipton and Dr. Spencer talk about that Maria was saying, um, we are literally just this like, this like box of just receiving. We're like recording everything around us that's going into our vagus nerve. So into our nervous system, which is then determining how we literally live out the rest of our lives mm-hmm. up until we're seven years old. And it is wild, like mm-hmm. mind blowing. <laughs> Yeah. We're a sponge. We're literally a sponge that's absorbing everything and not not judging, not discerning, just absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And this happens even in utero. This this happens before we even enter the actual physical world in those nine months that we're being carried in the womb. We are energetically absorbing everything that our our birth mother is carrying, everything that's going on in her external reality. We're already coming into this world with that imprinted into us. And then those first seven years of life, I mean, there's so many talks and teachings about how influential those first seven years are, which makes sense to me. Why why do they have us start going to school when we're like five and six years old? Mm, Because we're still Uh very programmable, very influenced, very sponge-like, so very easy to, I'm sorry, but manipulate and brainwash with all of these limiting beliefs. But even before we enter that realm, we've already had five, six, seven years of observing. We're in that observer perspective, and we are literally just observing everyone in our environment and our reality and how they respond and how they react. And so we're starting to create these beliefs based on what people are actually telling us to believe, but also just in our observation of people. It's like we're studying humans. We don't know that's what we're doing. And then we're modeling them. We're modeling what is shown to us. And so we adopt these beliefs and these perspectives that this is this is the right way to feel this emotion. This is how I should express this. This is how I should show up for people. Then we enter the educational system where we're literally verbally being told those things, which what is that doing? It's validating what we've already started to believe because of watching society. And so that is truly epigenetics. It's 
our beliefs are truly creating that reality internally, which then is mirrored externally. And it goes back to what she and I talked about before about, you know, manifestation and the law of attraction. Like it's, it's literally no joke because when you understand that everything's energy and vibration and frequency, your beliefs are so powerful because they're your beliefs. They, you, you think that that is how life is. You think that that is how the world is. You think that's who you are. So you, we anchor into our beliefs so much that we create them, which what is that? Ha- what happens then is it validates it for us. It validates the ego. Like, see, 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 you are sick. So you're just going to keep being sick. And so that's a really hard thing to kind of wrap our brains around. But that's why Sam and I do coaching because it's for, for me, like I'm, I'm all about helping people to first become aware of their limiting beliefs and, you know, it's, it's first we get that awareness of them and then we go to, all right, well, where did that come from? This is where we go to that root cause instead of just sticking a bandaid on it or telling ourselves we really don't feel that way, right? Not acknowledging it because that's literally what causes the backflow of these energies in our body that she and I see every time we go into people's bodies. It's like, it's a backflow of energy because we haven't allowed ourselves to fully acknowledge, express, and feel them. So eventually that that energy just starts backflowing, backflowing, and then you're piling more on top of it until eventually it causes an imbalance, like she was saying, in those chakra centers, which affect all of the organs that she she did her overview on. So it's it is constantly, it's a constant process that's always happening. And that's why, you know, like she Sam was saying too, like it's this whole holistic approach, it goes beyond just what we're feeding ourselves and what we're watching. Like holistic means whole. So it's, you have to be aware of all, how all of those things are affecting us. But I, I personally also believe that at some point we get to transcend all of that, that physical reality by creating new and expansive beliefs, which is why I work with people in breaking out of their limiting beliefs so they can start to adopt expansive ones, limitless ones, which is literally why we call our sessions limitless, because we are so programmed and brainwashed to live in such a linear, limited perspective that that's what we keep creating. So if I can help people to first see where they're limiting themselves and their beliefs, and then getting to the root cause, where did that come from? Okay, so now have compassion for yourself where that came from. That that stemmed from a traumatic experience. That stemmed from somebody that you respected that that was trying to protect you and have your had your highest and best, but they've instilled that belief into you so you've created that. So I mean there's there's so many different things that play into our belief system, but it's all about like to me that's what the awakening is. It's starting to question why we believe what we believe, why do we act the way we act? And it's not and it it's not from a judgmental standpoint. It's literally from that curious child that's observing the humans. But now you're observing you the human like why why do I do this? Like why do I feel this way? Why do I think these thoughts? It's in the whys that we start to become wise. Oh, I love that. I know. It's in the wise that we become wise. Because oh, 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 oh. it's I like you, that. we that have to so like great. we have to start asking mm-hmm. the why, and it's not to make mm-hmm. yourself crazy because you don't always get the answer right away. 
But just in putting that out to the universe, the fact that you're questioning it, the information is going to come. It's going to come. It's just like how we started this episode. Like maybe, maybe you didn't feel anything. Maybe this is the first time you've ever actually tried to tap into your body and talk to it and ask it to tell you tell you things, right? So Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you if when you did that, nothing came up for you. But it's it's now opened your awareness to starting to to practice this for yourself, but also just becoming more aware of when the messages are coming through. Because I guarantee you it's it's gonna hit you at some point. And you'd rather the messages come through a little bit more subtly than when your body is literally screaming at you because you've been ignoring it. And that that's my story my body eventually had to break and scream at me for me to finally listen to it and recognize that I was in a lot of toxic thoughts and I had suppressed a lot of emotions and I had been in a profession that was of service to everybody else. So I was constantly giving my energy to everyone thinking that I was all love and I was, but not for myself. And Sam mentioned that in last week's podcast too, about how like, wow, like I did have my heart wide open because I would have done anything for anyone, but yet I was failing to to pour that same energy into myself. So then you burn out. You literally burn out. It's like what she was saying, compassion fatigue. You burn out because you're not giving that, that awareness, that compassion, that love to yourself, and you're just pouring it out to everybody else. And some of those people don't even want it. And you're like, you're like, you're, it's like almost like you're overgiving. And then you're like, wait, I, I'm not even like listening to my own body. So who am I to even be of service to other people? I remember going through that kind of awareness when I was becoming really sick. And I'm like, who am I to be a nurse to help people when like I literally am, I can't take care of myself right now. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's another layer of self-awareness. And it wasn't, for me to like judge myself, it was being like, oh my God, yeah, I, I need to like take a step back and really find out what my body, my mind, and my soul want me to know. So that's. I love that so much. <laughs> I just listen to her all day. I mean, I do sometimes, but um, so our body is the, the source of medicine and it comes from connecting spirit mind with the physical body and knowing that it's one system even though we're taught it's separate but like every time we're not feeling well we go to a a system a healthcare system that still looks at it as separate and like we said um doesn't pay attention to the energy component of it and with genes with epigenetics and genes Anytime there's disharmony in the body, there is a a manipulation of the gene, basically. And so when our life is not in harmony, our body is also not in harmony. So our chakras become imbalanced. Now, um, I've been listening a lot to um, different, different podcasts and research studies around epigenetics because Maria was the first person that brought this word into my awareness. I was like, what is that? That sounds cool. And it's, I'm just going to read some things for you guys, but um, basically, so our subconscious mind is that program mind. It's that ego. Maria had mentioned ego. Ego is literally just conditioned 
self. Conditioned self does not happen like without any external influence. Otherwise, we would just be walking around like unicorns and rainbows because our consciousness is literally that creative, that imaginative side. Anytime we experience stress, stress is anytime we're not allowed to, let's say, express ourselves. So as a kid, right? I was telling Maria, they have the best way of, they just start screaming, crying, because they don't know how to put words to their feelings because they're they're just getting it out. They're allowing the energy to move through them because their nervous system is feeling some form of imbalance, like something that's not safe. So they express it. And that's a form of stress. If we are told, stop crying, be quiet, do this, do that, because it's making other people uncomfortable. What does that do? It shuts you down to not want to express yourself and to feel emotions. And that is why last episode was so important on grief. So if you haven't listened to it, please do. Because we have been shut down to connect to our emotions. And I don't, I truly don't feel like it was an intentional by our parents or our neighbors, anybody. I don't, it's because that's, that's how they were raised, but it causes stress to our nervous system, sending a signal that we are unsafe. We are so unsafe. So we don't express. And up until seven years old, that's what we're doing. Like Maria said, we're that sponge. Up until seven determines how we show up in the world, what type of relationships we want, how we're going to um, see if we're smart or not, right? Like, what do we want to do? Because our imagination starts to become less and less and less. And if we live in a society or people that are like, um, they don't, they don't feel like imagination has value, like artists, right? Like, I think art is just so beautiful, and because it, it's it's expression. But if you shut that down in somebody, it goes back into well, I guess I'm not worthy to share like this cool vision I have or like what brings me joy, I guess what brings me joy doesn't matter because that's unsafe to everybody else. So I guess I'm just going to keep doing what everybody else does. That is affecting your root chakra. So the lower half of your body, because you're in fear of how you show up in the world. It's affecting your sacral chakra because you're taking in other people's emotions and you're shutting down your creativity. It also affects your sexual organs because, which is your relationships Sexual organs and reproductive organs in our sacral chakra isn't just male or female in actual the energy of having sex. It's the relationship, the bonding, and the energy of um, pleasure, right? Like I I could, I'm just going to be real, I could have an orgasm by just having a good conversation with somebody that lights my soul on fire because that's, that's pleasure to me versus what society puts on that, right? Now, going back to self-expression, if you get shut down, it goes into your solar plexus. You don't feel confident to share anything with the world because you've been told to shut it down or you project it with an anger. (laughs) And then it goes into your heart chakra where you end up getting anxiety or respiratory issues or heart issues, circulatory issues, because You're afraid to share your love with the world and you're also afraid to receive it because when you were younger, 
and you want to share something and it wasn't received and it keeps happening, you shut down your heart chakra from you receiving love. Hence going into the the savior complex, the nursing complex, right? Like I want to save people. Because <laughs> we want to save ourselves. Throat- That's really what it comes down to is that we haven't been yeah. saving ourselves. So now let's go save everybody else. <laughs> yep. Literally. And then goes right into the, the throat chakra of, you know, how do I talk to myself? Do I want to, do I want to say this or not? Like will it bother them? So we end up more so beating ourselves and talking shit to ourselves about ourselves because of these beliefs that came up from our external environment as we're that sponge observing how other people reacted when things were happening in their life and how we express things, how they treated us. (sighs) It's mind blowing, right? Mm -hmm. And then it goes into our third eye. We can't sleep right? Like we're, we're, we have insomnia or we're, we're depressed or we have trouble learning, right? Because we're afraid that we learn differently or it's, it's, it's so mind blowing. I know I keep saying that because I just keep hearing if we started teaching people about the power of our crown chakra and connecting to source from birth, like literally, and, and listening to like high loving frequencies, and like really incorporating that self-love, like, oh, I love you. And like, you know, like really loving ourselves, this world would literally be just rainbows and unicorns and like everyone would just be happy. in their power because <laughs> they'd be in their power. Yeah. That's really what it is, is mm-hmm. everybody would be in that universal source, God consciousness that you hear that we all are because we all are. And then we come down to a very dense reality where we forget that we are source. We are source and source can create anything, but we are in a game that has created this limited mindset matrix. Really, that's to me what the matrix is. It's all limitations. It's limitations because it's it's physicality. So we think that because we're in a physical realm that we're limited. And that's one of like the hardest, but also kind of coolest things I feel like I am shifting out of. It's like, I'm on this like mission. It's not really a mission, but it's kind of like, it's become like this little scavenger hunt kind of thing, but this mission to be in this physical reality. I'm not trying to bypass anything here. That's the whole thing of it. That's to me like the challenge of this. Like I'm not trying to bypass my physical experience because I know that's what I came here to experience. But in that, can I also transcend it? Like, can I also be that multidimensional badass that I know I am and still be very connected to this physical experience because this physical experience teaches me so much But can I also anchor into my source energy, my spirit, my soul to transcend anything and everything in the external? And this really started happening to me when I read the book, You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza. And I, like I said, I had found their work well after I had already been on my own self-healing journey and had already kind of proven this stuff to myself. But then when I found their scientific evidence to back it up, my ego was like, oh, yeah, like, 
yeah, there's the proof, there's the validation you wanted, even though like you, you are the proof, you are the validation, you, you see that you feel better. You don't have the swollen joints anymore. You don't have all of these weird nodules on your skin. Like all of the stuff I had previously had, it was gone. And I guarantee you, if I went and got lab work, I bet my lab work would be like beautiful. I know it would like, cause people have asked me that. And I'm like, no, I just, I don't, I don't go to mainstream healthcare anymore. That's me. That's just part of my story. That's where I'm at. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. You, you have to listen to your body. But for me, I I know if I went and had x-rays or labs done that it would show what I already internally feel. I feel better. Like I know my cervical stenosis that they saw, which, hmm, that's your neck related hmm. to my throat chakra. <laughs> no kawinky dink there, people, because I've had throat chakra issues as we all have my whole life. So it's like, oh, that's where it manifested disease. But now that I'm working on that, i.e. through a podcast and sharing my voice, amazing. My neck discomfort seems to have severely diminished. And then when it does come in, that's a signal to me to go, where am I not speaking my truth? Where am I still holding back? So it's like I use these these symptoms when they creep in a little bit as, as a, um, as a guide, they're part of like, it's like my guides coming in mm-hmm. in physicality and going, Hey, Hey, right now. Yes. You have, you have healed so many layers, but guess what? You're still holding back truth here, or you're still not standing in your power in this aspect of your life. And it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Soon as I acknowledge it, the symptom is gone. That's the wild part. And that's what I feel like we're doing when we're doing this energy healing, energy shifting. As soon as the awareness is brought to the client that that's what is there and that's what they're feeling. And then we go a little bit deeper and go where it came from. Already, they start to feel better. Like every single person. That's not to say that then you come one and done, you're healed, right? This is a, I believe, a lifelong process because while we are in this physicality, we are still absorbing, no matter how aware we perceive ourselves to be, we're still in the physical body, still absorbing everything in the external world. So even though we have a different lens that we're viewing it from, we are still the human here as well, because that's what our spirit wanted to come experience. So it's to me, it's like you don't go to the gym once and like now like you've worked out. So like your body's all fit, right? Like it's it, it's a lifestyle. And energy healing, like Sam was saying, is just a supplement to a lifestyle of health and wellness. It's not the cure-all. I don't believe there is one cure-all. The one thing I I personally would say holds its highest and best is meditation. For me, like I've told people since I started this journey, meditation is my medication. And I'm somebody that was on a lot of meds over the years. And as soon as I really started meditating, because what's meditating? It's allowing me to connect with that source energy. It's allowing me to step out of fight or flight and allow my nervous system to start to regulate and receive the messages from that universal knowing. Because that's how spirit connects with us, people. It's through our nervous system. But if our nervous system is so amped up in fight or flight survival mode, which is how we've been programmed, then we're missing the messages or we're getting them we're getting them confused because it's it's actually the fear, that feeling of unsafety that's speaking to us. And we're like, oh, this came from spirit. But it it 
it doesn't until we really work to regulate our nervous system, which basically means we have to learn how to regulate our emotions, which all that really means is feeling them. That's literally how we regulate. There's no controlling our emotions. There's no controlling our thoughts. There's literally just an awareness and then allowing ourselves to think it and feel it. And then it naturally starts to shift out of us. And that is sort of the um, process, at least, that I have experienced in this healing journey. That's why I believe it's lifelong. I believe it's always going to be evolving because while I'm here as the human, I'm experiencing new experiences every day which could potentially lead me back to a new limiting belief. So it's a matter of keeping that awareness wide open to, okay, this just happened. This could easily cause me to now have a limiting belief about this experience, but I'm an aware human. I'm much more conscious than I was a year ago. I'm much more conscious than I was a week ago. So how do I want to actually navigate this reality? What reality do I want to create? Do I want it limited or limitless? And it's, it's a process, my friends, because we have been brainwashed to be in such a limited state of being that when you start to become limitless in what you're thinking and feeling, it's it's just it causes a lot of um, uncomfortable feelings for the ego, we'll say, because, again, that's just that conditioned part of us. That's all it is. The ego is not a bad thing at all. It's just that very small conditioned part of us that wants to be safe, really. You touched upon so many good points. Uh, I was like trying to like keep track of them. Um, one of the things, so first thing is um, our empowerment center, like our power. You had mentioned power and our adrenal glands, kidneys, which is our fight or flight safety. If we're tired, we're not, we go, go, go. We allow ourselves to experience joy or not, right? It's all in the solar plexus. And I was thinking about if we're taking pharmaceuticals, right? Nothing wrong with it. But if we're relying on something external to shift our internal, whether it be temporary or long-term, in a sense, we're giving our power to something, we're giving our confidence to something. And we're basically saying that our worthiness is our worthiness to heal is outside of ourselves if we're not having it matched with something that is like psychological, something that helps us connect to the energy of our emotions, to our sensations in our body. Um, and you had said that um, oh, we're being brainwashed, which I this whole another epiphany happened because pharmaceuticals literally control our brain. Mm -hmm. It controls the chemicals <laughs> in our brain to have the rest of our body react. And as soon as something's wrong, they're like, Oh, take this out of it take this, take that. It's like, okay, that, that, that helps temporarily, but what can really give me like a fulfilling, joyful life, right? There's so much mental health um, stuff happening right now. There always has been, but more so than ever. And it's because there's that disassociation of like, you're not one with your body, right? It's like, you're shutting off parts in your brain that need love and energy in order to bring healing and signals to the rest of the body. And um, 
the other thing I was going to say was that when we're experiencing stress, anything outside of us that brings us stress as an unsafety, it causes our blood vessels to constrict. So at the beginning, when Maria had you just check in with yourself, wherever there's constriction, right, or, or tension, that means that oxygen and blood isn't being fully read, like, I guess not registered or like shifted there. There's a block, right? So there's not as much expansiveness to heal there. And that's something to look at, right? And the constriction part of our body, think about when you're scared. You Like for me, I used to go like, I used to clench in and like, I just want to run away or I'd get angry and be like, oh, like I would move different ways. And if we're not taught the somatics, as in the the touching aspect of our body and how it relates to our mentality and our thoughts and our emotions, that disassociation continues. So no matter what medications we take, is there's going to be dissociation because we're brainwashed to think that there's not a connection, right? Mm-hmm. And you took back your power by looking at your fears, as in looking at like, I don't even feel like you intentionally knew you were looking at your fears at the time. You were just like, wow, what what am I feeling? Right. Mm-hmm. And Carolyn um Mize, Miss, I never say her name right, but um, Carolyn Miss, yeah. Miss. I have to read this. She said that the essential factor in the development of all disease across the entire body is the intensity of the element of fear. Fear is an energy, so isn't love. So if you check in with your body daily and see where you're having that discomfort, that means there's something trapped there, which is, has the element of fear. And that's something people are like, I don't fear anything. It's like, okay. So what if I told you, I don't want to like go out there. Or like you, you're going to get fired tomorrow. What's your, what, what happens? Right. It's like, Oh, duh. right. There is fear there. It's just, there's this. Uh, you haven't allowed yourself you- to go there. That's really what it is. You haven't even allowed yourself to think it because the fear is blocking you from going there. (laughs) Boom, because it feels unsafe to tap into your emotions because we don't realize that they are just energy trying to move around and release. Like Exactly. Exactly. And the meds really, I mean, you basically said it, but it's like I kept hearing they shut our system down. It's literally what it does. It We, the human, think it helps us to feel better because what does it do? It masks that symptom. But I have been shown multiple times in readings and healings. I know when people are on a lot of meds. I They don't have to tell me. I see it in their body. And it's wild how it's like Sam was talking about the protonics. Well, it might mask or alleviate that symptom. But guess what? That energy has to go somewhere. It moves somewhere else. What do you think side effects actually are? <laughs> Boom. Wow. Yeah. I just wow. had that like... I just got chills. <laughs> that's what side effects are because we've pushed that energy to the side. And so now it go it it finds a new little home to sit in and then it causes all these other things. And I am a perfect example of that. I know that. I'd be put on one med for one thing, it causes 85 other things. That's because we've just shoved that down. And this is really another form of shadow work. You know, you, you heard us talk about this is shadow work. This is those parts of us that have been hiding 
in the shadow, in the darkness, but have been manifesting discomfort, pain, disease, that now if we can bring in our love, that's what we're talking about when we're when we're talking about love, when we're bringing love to that, we're bringing awareness, we're bringing mm-hmm. awareness to it because love is not afraid to look at any of these things or feel any of these things. Oh, that's magic right there. That <laughs> is wisdom because awareness is wisdom. Love is wisdom. And you're right. The fear is what's what's doesn't want to see it. And whenever I say to people inner child work, the other words that come in are nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Because when we're growing up, we are literally in the mindset of nature, like seeing how everything around us is. We're not learning how to nurture ourselves because we're we're so young. We're developing. Our brain's developing. Everything's developing. And there's so many sessions where I'm like, you're being called to nurture yourself. Right. You're being called to, to bring awareness and love into those areas that have never been nurtured. They've just been manipulated or shut down or not allowed to express. And you're being, you're literally being called to, and people look at me and I'm just like, yo, put your hand right there. Like that's where I see that part coming up. Like your seven-year-old's right there. Just put your hand there. And they're like, yeah, I'll do it later. I'm like, do it now. Like show them love now. (laughs) Because people feel weird doing it. Because why? Because we were told when we were a sponge not to do it. And that's, you don't do that. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, and I'll just tap, touch upon this before we end for the the beautiful day is that deferred pain um, or referred pain. What's it called? Deferred. Yeah. Where you have a pain somewhere else, right? If you follow that pain and let's say it's in your arm, um, it's because the energy probably originated there, Mm -hmm. but it's been sitting down there. So you have to focus on both of them and be like, Hey, you, this part, I love you. And I made a video about this yesterday, but the more we show our, ailments and symptoms love like you were saying about like energy and our feelings the more we recognize it we show it love versus like oh i hate my body it it starts to heal quicker because we're acknowledging it yep and that's what energy healing is all about we acknowledge what's going on and we're trying to give you the tools so when you leave our session you're like all right, I guess I got to work on this shoulder. I got to work on this part of my stomach and just show it some love. Like I got to mm-hmm. show it love because it'll talk to you. Yep. Because just like we humans want to be acknowledged, all of the energies inside of us want the same thing. That's why we, the human, want to be acknowledged and validated because all of the energy inside of us is literally screaming that same thing. So that's love, people. That's We, we really don't know what love is and that'll be another <laughs> podcast, but it's just like, we don't know how to do this because we weren't taught. We were literally taught the complete opposite. So those of you that are doing this work that have kids, thank you for your service yeah. and kudos to you because mm-hmm. you, not that you are here to to walk their path, but you doing this work and in, in, they're going to model a much healthier way of living than what we've all been modeling generation after generation. So keep keep doing the hard work, people, because um, you are making a difference and you're hopefully feeling a whole shitload better because that's what it's all about. Yeah. So our, our genes are literally shifted based on our behaviors and the energy around us and that we're letting in. It yeah. is, it's, it's a very limited belief that our genes, yes, they're passed on, but that we have no control over them because that is the complete opposite. 
Correct. So I just want to like with epigenetics, like let's invert it. Let's switch it and be like, all right, rather than above the skin, let's go in and show it all love, like all mm-hmm. that juicy weird mm-hmm. stuff inside of our body. Let's just rip it open and show it all love. <laughs> exactly. Let's take that consciousness that's outside, which isn't really outside, but yeah. in this reality yeah. it is, and pull it into the body. And that's how we shift. That's how we heal. That's how we quote unquote change our genes. And so believe big people. That's that's what this is all about. And we will probably touch on um, each chakra center in separate podcasts because each 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 power center will say, holds a lot of wisdom and there's a lot of information to share. So we're going to kind of separate each um, chakra center and how we've learned to navigate the different things that come up with the energies that are housed there. Um, So stay tuned because this conversation will continue and we love you. Thank you for being part of this journey with us and we'll see you on the other side. We love you. Continue to show yourself infinite love. We appreciate you so much for listening to today's episode of Shamanic Soul Sistars. We hope you continue to tune in weekly. We trust that you receive what was most needed for your highest and best with today's episode. Remember, you are limitless. And to pause each day to take a couple of moments for you. You are worthy and wonderful just the way you are. Thank you again and see you on the other side.